Hey now, people. I'm Paul Stinson, and this is my podcast, Make It Big. This week on the show, we have Ida Blue, blues singer from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, baby, yeah! All right, I can't really do accents. Let's do this. All right, 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 simmer down, simmer down. Everyone just be calm. Take a deep breath. It's a nice Sunday here in, uh, in Brooklyn. The aforementioned, the sun has come out finally. It's been a gray week. Uh, gray, kind of drizzly, sort of raining, not really raining. And, you know, I used to kind of like that weather back when I was a gloomy uh, 20-something and... Into goth stuff, and uh, you know, you probably don't know. You probably have no idea. You find yourself walking around in the mist uh, at midnight, just contemplating the universe and, and your life and in the spirit world. Uh, no, I didn't do that. Okay, maybe, maybe once in a while. Anyway, I digress. This show, <clears throat> this week, I had a blue, uh, a blue Santus from New York City, from Brooklyn bred and born, and this show is kind of about, uh, I, I didn't mean it for it to have a theme, but it kind of does. It's a little bit about performance, performance technique. I had a show last night with my band over at Union Hall here in, uh, in Brooklyn, a great show with Karina Denicky, good friend of mine uh, from the Bay Area who has been on the podcast before, also the lovely Lily Taylor and Billy Bouchard. Very fun show, but it was one of those where, for whatever reason, not quite as crowded as it could have been. You know, not not a huge audience, a good audience. A lot of friends came out. Uh, great to see everyone, but it was one of those things where you're up there and, you know, you're looking out at the room and uh, they're people, but uh, some of them are back there in the shadows. And, and I, uh, yeah, I was up there trying to do that trick of like, hey, you know, come up to the front so we could see you. That kind of thing, you know, because it really helps if you're performing. You kind of want the people there because you're putting out all this energy and if you're just sending it out into this black space where you can only see some people's heads sort of, you know, with the bar lighting in the background, it, it can be hard. So people, if you are at a, uh, a show and the band says come up to the stage, do it. You will, uh, you will enjoy it more. The band will enjoy it more. You'll, you'll feed off each other. And uh, yeah, so anyway... <laughs> The, the point of the story was I, I did that, you know, trying to be the, the, uh, the uh, uh, charismatic, you know, come to the front of the stage. And uh, the people back at the bar, like, I actually saw them walk out. <laughs> that, that was a little dispiriting. Um, but anyway, that, <laughs> I'm getting around to saying that this has uh, ended up sort of being about performance and, and what it means to be a performer. You know, it's part of, part of the show, part of what I like to talk about on the show, part of the reason I started the show to talk to other performers and artists about, you know, their process and, and how they do things. And that's a long way of saying that when I first saw Ida Blue, I had no idea who she was. Um, she's a blues singer. I, I appreciate the blues, but it's not something I listen to all the time. So I uh, didn't go out of my way necessarily to see it. But my wife and I saw her at, uh, we. there's this place in near Times Square called the Edison Hotel, 
And then there is a, a very small bar called the Rum House, which uh, we go to from time to time because they, they tend to have old jazz and, you know, other performance, which, which is always great to see. But she was there playing. And uh, she, well, I looked it up a little bit on the website ahead of time and saw that she played with members of Woody Allen's band. And I was like, wow, this is going to be great. And so I showed up and it was just her and a guitar player, which was totally fine. Um, cause it's a small room. If, if you've ever been there, it, this is not, there's no stage, you know, you're just sort of sitting there basically right in front of the performer. You know, you really get to see people up close. And, um, I, I enjoy that when I go to any kind of performance, I, I don't like to see it from far away, even if it's something like ballet where you're supposed to, to see the choreography. I really like to see what happens, the physicality of the performance and that kind of thing. So anyway, she really commanded the room and had a presence. She was just standing there. Everyone else is sitting, their tables, and it's just her and her guitar player, uh, you know, not very loud, and she's just singing these songs and putting them across, and people were, you know, really appreciative. Some people were just talking. Some people were coming in and out, and I thought, that's pretty ballsy. That's, uh, she really knows how to, to do this. And that got me thinking about performance. And then I saw her sort of uh, accidentally at a, a, another thing where she was doing with her bigger band, and that was great too. It was much more of a, a big deal, like a pre-prohibition kind of festive uh, like party thing, and people were dancing and everything. So anyway, I thought this is an interesting person. I want to talk to her. She plays out a lot. I started looking at her website, and she does jazz fests around the country. Seems to be, you know, working on a lot of things, and I thought she'd be a great person to talk to, and she was. The format of the show is slightly different this time, uh, which I kind of like. The interview part is not not nearly as long. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know that I tend to go into detail. I let the people I'm interviewing, you know, talk about all kinds of stuff, and, and we ramble, and that that's how I like it. That's sort of how I, I like the chats to go. But her manager proposed uh, that we first do an interview and then have her band play a few songs, and that actually worked out really well. But I just wanted to let you know up front that the interview part is a little bit shorter. Um... Shorter than I usually do. We don't go into quite as much detail. I would have liked to ask her some other questions about her process and that kind of thing. But I think it, w it was great because the band performance is excellent. Did a few great blues numbers. So please stick around to the end to listen to that. Oh, and by the way, you can always forward through these introductions, you know. I'm sure you know that, you people with, uh, you, you, you point the little thing, and the, the fast forward, and you, you poke it and, it, and you know, and you skip stuff. So you can skip me and go right to Ida Blue or any of uh, the guests I have on the show, because I just ramble, as you know, as, I, as I'm doing currently. So what's going on? I had a couple of good uh, shows <clears throat> in the last week and a half, and uh, maybe some plans coming up for California and beyond. And as usual, go to paulstinsonmusic.com for all the latest news, information, podcasts, uh, my musical output. And yeah, that's about it. So let's get into the interview with Ida and uh, followed straight up by the band performance. Take it away, Ida. All right, whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Ready to rock and roll or... Swing and roll? <laughs> I'd say rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. 
So tell me, you were just, when I came in, you were talking about you'd just come back from the Jazz Fest? Yeah, I was just, um, I was just over at the uh, Capital City Jazz Festival. It takes place in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and I uh, travel and play with this band called the Yerba Buena Stompers. It's yes. an eight-piece eight trad jazz band. So that's a two-trumpet, uh, trombone, clarinet front line. And the back line is um, piano, drums, tuba, and banjo. And do you say, uh, you primarily tour or play in New York? Kind of both, just depends uh, I, on where the gigs are. I primarily am in New York and Brooklyn. Uh, and then I take the occasional weekend and go to Philly and play in Philly, yeah. Boston, places that are easily accessible via... Yeah. My broke down Ford. And tell us um, something about uh, the band, the composition of, of the Yerba Buena Stompers. <laughs> well, the Stompers is more, uh, it's like based off of Turk Murphy and the San Francisco jazz band uh -huh. and Lou Waters. So it's kind of this New Orleans raucous yeah, yeah. big band with a lot of power. Um, so I sing more of the older... Um, ragtimey uh trad jazz songs uh that are still considered blues i mean those are definitely yeah, oh yeah. early blues yeah. songs um but not the same not the not the kind of dirt road gritty right you right, know right. uh robert johnson blues but still the same vein you know and do you put because uh, when i i've seen you a couple times and you really are in that sort of old swing uh the new orleans kind of much more jazzy uh, type, uh, well, I shouldn't say that because some of it is really straight up just old blues standard stuff. Yeah. But do you consider yourself more of sort of in the swing tradition? Or? No, no. I okay. would I would call myself more of a a blues singer. Okay, got for it. sure. Less swing. I mean, I like to swing hard when I'm singing the yeah, blues, yeah. but I wouldn't I wouldn't say the 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 uh, style we're we're doing is swing. Okay. That's more like '40s, um, big band era okay. stuff. Okay, got it. Well, the thing that struck me, because I saw you a couple times, and the first time was at uh, the Rum House, so it's not a large venue. No. And it was just you and your guitar player. Yes. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's funny, because as a performer, I, myself, I sometimes, I've never really done just a solo thing, and sometimes I think about it, but then when I was watching you, I was like, how does she do that? Because <laughs> it, you're literally standing there, it, you don't have a band, you know, you have your guitar player and some minimal amplification, but you really just have to command the room. And there are people there who might be there to see you or might not, and yeah. they're talking and yeah. ordering drinks, and yeah. you just had such a, like, a presence of mind. And I was like, well, thank how you. the hell do you do that? <laughs> years and years and lots of booze. Um, no, I, uh, you know, at first it was, difficult to figure out what needed to happen in that room yeah. you know because it's it's always a mixed bag you're never really sure what the crowd's going to be if mm -hmm. they're going to be loud if it's going to be quiet you know if they're they're going to be packed or or whatever but but you know at the end of the day it's really just about telling the story yeah. so each song is a story and um, I guess the stripped down feeling of just me and a guitar player is kind of how it went That's back true. then. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of helps you really focus on the vocal and, you know, what the singer is saying. Yeah. Versus all these horns and all this extra 
stuff going on you really kind of hone in on what the song is about so that's kind of how I look at it and it's you know if if people aren't really listening then it's a great rehearsal right but either way I'm there and I'm happy to be there and I'm happy to just be singing so yeah you know, whatever sure. the crowd is you just got to do your thing I know a lot of people were really appreciative. I mean, you could hear them, you know, yelling and stuff and yeah. complimenting you. And then other people just sort of like wandering. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it goes, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But then you you play houses that are listening rooms. Yeah. Where people go because they know it's going to, you know, they can really focus in and hear. And, and it gives me a chance to really, you know, melt into those nuances of right. the song and and I don't feel I need to sing so hard to be heard, which is something I had to work on with gigs of that nature. You the, yeah, can't yeah. really try and beat the room. You just have to Deal do as you, you do. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's always a learning experience. Um, I'm grateful for it all, honestly. Well, what, how did you start out? Did, were you always into the blues? Like, you know, did you... Uh, well... I, I think, I'm not sure if I found the blues or the blues found me, but it was, a, I guess, a good, good six years ago that um, my dear friend Billy Jackson handed me Detroit Moan and Any Kind of Man, two Victorious Spivey tunes. And at that time, I was just starting to sing out, and um, I was singing, you know, Ella tunes, Billy tunes, mm -hmm. Sarah Vaughn tunes, Sam Cooke, Etta James... I just kind of picked all the singers that had always inspired me from a young age, all the songs I used to sing all the time, and put them together and started doing those live. And he said, you know, why don't you shed out these, these two and see how they feel? And honestly, I'd, I'd, never, I'd never been the same. <laughs> After that, I just, you know, I wanted to keep finding music like that. And I was at the time working with this piano player, Terry Waldo, and he's a very uh, prominent ragtime guy. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to find more tunes that would suit his playing. Okay. Because, you know, I'm singing Sam Cooke, and I said, you know, you play how you play. Right. I'll, <laughs> right, yeah, I'll yeah. adjust. But then I was like, oh, here's this, you've got to see Mama, and here's this, you know, all this really sassy, ragtimey stuff. Yeah. And I, I felt very inspired. So that's when it all started. And then... It's kind of been an interesting time progression, too. So I started with the very, very early stuff and, mm -hmm. and found my way into gospel, old gospel, and then kind of more along the lines of straight-ahead blues, still old stuff, yeah. the country blues, the delta blues. So just kind of cruising down this timeline of music as I've learned. So it's been, it's been really... Um, Nice. And I have all this material now, which well, I'm thrilled about. The cool thing about it that I was thinking from in terms of, you know, performance and the profession perspective is that you have such a range of material and you have like a, you can be traditional, you know, sort of straight up traditional blues or more like cabaret-ish. That's just my perception. It might not be quite, quite sure. right. Sure. Or the ragtime that it seems like the opportunities for you to play are probably pretty, you know, a lot more than if you were just really pigeonholed, or I don't know, have you found that? Um, I feel it's just nice to have a book full of 
music and I can just pick and choose at any gig. You know, if I'm booked mm-hmm. for three hours, then that's... Well, that's true. That's some time to fill, so it's nice Especially to... Especially with these short blues songs. Yeah, do a little variety. You know, when your band is bigger, there are more opportunities for solos. Yeah, and, stretch it out. Um, but when it's just me and John, you know, I like to have a nice big book to choose from. Yeah. So that's kind of... It, it only helps me. How many you know? songs do you have in your head memorized? Um, <laughs> definitely over 60 I think probably close to 100 yeah I would think so I think you must have sang at least 60 just when I was seeing <laughs> you at the room <laughs> did you come from a musical family then you're from here in Brooklyn right I'm from Mill Basin Brooklyn okay um, my grandfather sang jazz ah he had a beautiful beautiful voice I'm almost positive I get my ah nice musicality from him um my sister has a great voice. My younger sister, my brother can sing. He doesn't sing out, but uh, I think we got those genes. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, uh, were you trained, you know, with your family, like, hey, why don't you take lessons, or did you play any instruments? I don't play any instruments. It's one of my biggest regrets. Well, there's still um, time. <laughs> <laughs> I always learn the piano. That's true. Um, I, I, Started singing when I was 10. I went to junior high school for voice. Okay. And I, um, it was Mark Twain Junior High School for mm-hmm. the Gifted and Talented, and they had all these specialized areas of study, and um, my mom knew. My Were mom you knew. always a kid who was singing around the house and just... Uh, I think, yes. With your brother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I started out very shy. When I was really young, I was very shy. I used to hide behind my mom's leg, and something happened. Around fifth grade, <laughs> I just, you know, we were doing, it was like a Women's History Month concert, uh-huh. and we were doing uh, the song, I Am Woman. Yeah. I forget who sings that. Um, is it Gloria Gaynor? I no, should know I that. think that's I Will Survive. That's I Will Survive. Um, I'll think of it in a second. But, uh, you know, at the end of the song. Joan Osborne or something? No. No. Okay. Someone earlier than that. Okay. But, at the end of the song, she does this thing where she's like, I am woman, I am woman. And I like, yeah, just fooling around in my class. And the teacher was like, no, you're doing that in the concert. And I was oh, like, oh, okay. nice. oh, are you sure? Star potential. Are you sure? <laughs> and my dance teacher had told my mom and I that she thought I had some stuff going on. And yeah, so, oh, she so gave, she gave me some solos in the dance so you're recitals. You're taking dance as well. Okay. I yeah, I actually when I was younger, I, I really wanted to take dance lessons. Mm-hmm. So what kind I'd of been dance? in, you know, ballet, tap, yeah, jazz. Yeah. I'd been in dance since I'm like 4 years oh, old. All right. And I remember my friends always being like, "Oh, I have piano lessons." And I'd be like, "Suckers." But now <laughs> I I wish more than anything I took piano instead of dance because quite frankly, I still can't really dance. <laughs> so <laughs> you're like, I'm the performer. I'm, you know, I'm gonna yeah. be up there in front of everyone. I don't need to be playing an instrument. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just, I just wanted to dance. I don't know. I'm great at parties, but I, you know, <laughs> as far as like organized dance and the musical, musical and theater. Did you uh, ever get sucked into that? I, <laughs> I sure so did. Speak. Yeah, I actually, I went to. I found theater in high school. Mm-hmm. I went to Murrow High School and did a lot of theater there, and it was a beautiful time in my life. Oh, great. I, I'm, I'm positive it shaped me yeah. as a performer. Yeah. And because I fell in love with theater 
then I, you know, auditioned for college for theater, mm -hmm. and I went to Bo the Boston Conservatory for musical theater. Oh, great. Okay. Um, and then I graduated and auditioned and auditioned and auditioned. And auditioned. In New York or everywhere? Or? New York, yeah. Broadway? Yeah. 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 Um, That's got to be interesting. A couple of jobs. I got to travel to Asia. Um, but, you know, it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. I felt that the only way to do work was to make your own. Yeah. And my acting teachers said that. And, you know, Billy... Billy Jackson said, hey, you know, theater will always be there. Why don't you sing? True. I like, good I think point. you should just That's sing. Good advice. Like, Let me help you. Yeah, it's still there, I'm sure. The and theater. so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, I think it was all for the better that I did, you know, I took this path. Uh -huh. I think it has only helped my, you know, um, comfort on stage. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. Certainly storytelling, you know. Yeah. Um, important song in interpretation, all that stuff was very prevalent in my training. Um, so I think I don't I don't regret anything. I'm just you know I'm I think it's interesting because if I had imagined myself ten years ago, I would not have seen this. Well, it's I wouldn't be here. You know, I yeah, wouldn't. Yeah. I just I mean, I'm thrilled. This is my it's, path. I can imagine now that you said the theater background, that kind of gives me some insight into how you can you know, sort of command a room, e even if it's just you and the guitar player. Because um, part of, well, not a part, maybe a large part of performing is acting, essentially. You sure. know, you're there to convey something or some sort of emotion or connect with the audience in some sure. way. And sometimes you don't feel like that that day, you know, but you're singing the song. I guess it's easier when you are singing the song and you do have a story to tell. Yeah. But I, I would think your theater background really has to inform some of that, certainly it, your confidence. It definitely helps. Um, and I think a lot of, certainly my confidence has come from playing all these gigs and yeah. ha knowing I have this amazing band supporting me, you know, having that safety net is really important. Yeah. To know that you. you're, you know, you can kind of do what you will and they will be there. Yeah. And that's, these guys, yeah, they're my rock. That's awesome. Yeah. In the hands of professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, but I think honesty is always key, you know, um, as far as these songs go. There's, there's, such, there's such honest, raw, yeah. you know, stories. Um, and it's stuff we all go through. So on any given day, I could feel any sort of blues. Um, That's true. So it, yeah. it kind of all connects itself. Well, what had you sang out um, just as a singer doing gigs before you got into doing blues? Uh, yeah, I sang out a, a little bit, a little bit here and there. Like but a it, band or? No, just me and guitar. Oh, okay. Um, but this is, you know, I think it all kind of came to fruition when the blues and I found each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you put your band together? Or was uh, it sort of already there and you just started mm. gigging with them? Well, I met Terry, and um, I played my first gig actually here at Freddy's, at Freddy's Bar yeah. with him. Um, when was that? Six years ago? That was 2011, okay. I want to say. Yeah. Maybe? Five years ago. Five, five six years ago. Right. <laughs> um, and he, uh, that was great. And so, you know, 
I would go sit in. He plays this um, Monday night jam session at the Rum House. Oh, And okay. so every now and again, I would go sit in. And one night I sat in and John Gill, who's my guitar player and music director, yeah, he, okay. um, he happened to be there. He uh, he plays the drums with Woody Allen oh, every Monday at the Carlisle. Okay. Um, and has been doing that gig for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every now and again, the Woody guys would come to the Rum House on a Monday. And so he happened to be there. And I had no idea. And I woke up to find this email. John Gill says hello. I hope it's okay. I reach out to you. Um, you know, I love I love what you do. This young girl singing all these old tunes, really special. If you ever need a, a banjo player, please let me know. That's amazing. I literally changed my life. Yeah. I read it out loud to my mother. <laughs> and the rest is history. He met me here. We had a rehearsal, just kind of just, you know, see how we felt. Yeah. And that's how I met Brian, who plays the bass with uh-huh. me. And that's how I met Kevin. So it's kind of, you know... You work with a couple of musicians, and you, inter- you know, you become introduced throughout playing for and, sure, and yeah. all these different gigs and all these musicians that know each other. It's like a very small community of people. And were you booking on your? Uh, who was doing the booking? Were Were you booking stuff or were uh, they? Billy, Billy, Billy does the booking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Billy Jackson. Yes. <laughs> Billy Jackson. So from there, was it just immediate? Gigging, like, all right, this is a thing, and mm, definitely not. I definitely am the most busy I've ever been. Okay. Now it's been a nice, steady progression. Because I was looking at your calendar, and you have dates, a lot of out of town stuff mm-hmm. coming up. It looks like, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Do you usually bring the whole band, or it just depends on who's available and what the pay is and that kind of thing? Um. I try and bring the whole band as often as I can, mm-hmm. but at this moment, it's really guitar, bass, and drums. Okay. Um, going strictly rhythm. Okay. Uh, which is, I'm really into. I, I think it's, it's interesting, because when I started kind of playing out, it's taken a few different forms, but there were a lot of horns. Yeah, yeah. And there was tuba and piano, and then it kind of just... Strip became very stripped down mm-hmm. to where the blues kind of live on their own. Yeah, you know? not a lot of um, embellishment. Totally. Yeah. So it's really kind of about the voice and Grace. and the support. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, venue in New York City to play, if you have one? In New York City, I would have to say Joe's Pub. Okay. I, gotta come I, with one I of would those. have to say Joe's Pub is. Is very electric. Yeah, it's a, and it's a listening room. It's it's a little, it's definitely up there yeah. as far as rooms to hit in New York City. So it's always very exciting, and the build is crazy getting to that point, and the rehearsing and the learning material. So it's a big push. So it's always you know when you get there, it feels real, real, real good because yeah. you've worked so hard for it. You <laughs> yeah. know, you work hard, so then when you get there, you can have fun. And what's the plan um, ramping up for the future? Is just continue to do more of what you're doing and see where it leads? Yeah. Yeah? I, yeah. I just want to make really good music, you know? Do I you write? Do you ever I think? I do. Oh, okay. I do write. Do you do some originals on the set? Uh, not, not as of late. Okay. Not as of late. Yeah. I have in the past, certainly. 
Um, the writing always happens. Um, or not, yeah. <laughs> you know, depending on my mood, I guess. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's certainly original stuff um, building in the works and behind the scenes, <laughs> for sure. And what, um, how many albums do you have out? Uh, I have three, three out. They're mostly live, live at Joe's. Okay, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, live yeah. on, the, live on uh, WFDU, which is a radio station mm -hmm. that hosts me a lot, um, usually to help push for the show that's coming up, which right. is really awesome. Sean McGann is a great guy. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few like live on the radio uh -huh. uh, albums, and then there's this one record that I made a couple of years ago that has yet to be released. It's kind of a secret. Oh, okay. That's all. Give I'll any say. hint? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a real secret. It is a secret. All right. So That's fine. I won't press maybe, you. Maybe maybe someday. So your parents happy? Your mom I thought think you should sing. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 That's good. Very very proud. Very proud parents, very supportive parents. That's really key. I feel key. very, very lucky. Yeah. A lot of my friends didn't necessarily have that same support, so I feel pretty blessed yeah. um, to have a beautiful family. I'm very important to me, my family. That's great. Mm -hmm. They come to see you? They're here tonight? You're going to be here? Not no, tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. Right. But, but <laughs> they do, they do uh, frequent my shows. Yeah. So. There's always at least one family member at one of my shows every couple of days. So big family. I do okay. Yeah, yeah pretty big family. <laughs> I do okay. I'm, I mean, we're all pretty much based out of New York, so mm -hmm. that's another thing I'm lucky to have is my family just kind of where I am. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're in a great, great place uh, just in general. In your well, life. of course. Yeah. Brooklyn's the best. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows it. <laughs> Nobody's from here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, look at me. I'm a dying breed. A, I know. You know, pinch me. I'm real. I, yeah. Well, I always ask, uh, what uh, what advice do you have for up and comers, people who are you know trying to get into music or something? Um, well, I think you need to focus on what inspires you, and I think it's so important to really do your research. You know, if you like the old stuff, you need to listen to the old stuff. You need to listen to the Jelly Roll Morton records. You need to listen to Louis Armstrong. You know, you need to know where this music came from um, to really kind of find your own way with it. I think it's so important to get down to the roots of things first. Yeah. And, and, assimilate all the things that you love about those artists and really kind of find your own way. Well, um, I think you've done a good job with that. It very much comes across as authentic and, uh, thank you. and moving. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, to, just be honest and enjoy yourself. That's for sure. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. This is a, a, a short life. Did you ever get stage nerves? Of course. On. Yeah? I still do. Yeah? Yeah. You have to be a little I think nervous, I wouldn't be no human if I didn't get nervous. Yeah. You know. Any rituals that you go through to, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, I have a vocal warm-up I've been doing for years and years. Oh, okay. Every, every day. You don't burn any herbs or anything? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I burn sage, you know. Sure. Well, like essential oils here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I try and stay grounded and, and stay breathing and stay clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think less substance is good. 
Yes. Not no substance because who doesn't love a good bourbon or seven? But you know, I like to stay clear when I'm singing. Yeah, you can't be that sure. authentic as the old <laughs> people. You're gonna yeah. pull yeah. back a little yeah. around the edges. But you know, it's um, can be a rocky road if you're not careful. So yeah, yeah. I'd say take care of yourself. You know, sure. be good to yourself is probably the best advice I could give anyone. Is just be good and honest with yourself. That's good advice. Thank you. And what do you have? Uh, what are your next shows? What's your website? What do you got? You know. Oh, my website, yeah. uh, Miss Ida Blue, M I S S I D A B L U E dot com. Um, I will be at Rockwood Music Hall in June. That's a big show coming up. That is. Let me check that date. That's something uh, way out there in September. Other festivals or something. Uh. In June, I will be at um, the Olympia Jazz Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, in Washington. Yes. Yeah. It is a nice long flight. Yes, Which is definitely. super exciting. I'm here at Freddy's um, the first Tuesday of every month. Okay. Um, and this, I mean, Freddy's is my home. You know, they kind of gave me my start. They let me kind of roam free. There's a great video, uh, I guess, on their website or something, featuring you where everyone from the bar is talking about you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are my dudes. Yeah. 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 They're my boys. Proud of you. I love them. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a family thing. It's definitely family yeah. at this point. So, um, cool place. Yeah, I, I feel so, so lucky. This neighborhood especially has really been so supportive of me and mm -hmm. so kind and um excited which is it's only exciting for me too you know um uh sunny's bar in red hook okay it's the best okay. yeah my sweet sunny just left us um a couple of weeks ago he was amazing it's a really strong neighborhood figure. Yeah, Sunny's is the one right there on the water. Yeah, street, it's right? on Conover yeah. Street. Yeah, that's a great you place. Know, hometown barbecue around the corner. My buddy yeah. Billy Journey. It's like the best barbecue I that's think they're saying in the world. Too. Yeah, it's um, a fun bar. I, yeah, just Brooklyn. I have yeah. a lot of support in Brooklyn. But a Rockwood Music Hall is um, June 18th, Saturday, June 18th. So and that's the next big, big show. And where is Rockwood Music Hall? Rockwood Music Hall know, is like on Allen Street um, off of First Avenue, I believe. Got it. Okay. It's uh, right off the F train in New York City. Well, I don't want to keep you forever. I know you have to write out. Well, tell the story about why you're writing out music <laughs> before we go. Because oh <laughs> it's great. Well, <laughs> usually I have all of my gear in my car, including my big book of songs. And uh, before I traveled to Madison, Wisconsin, I left my book in my house instead of my car because I wasn't going to be by my car for a week. And I like to keep my things safe. And... Uh, well, I left her at home. <laughs> so well, I'm just casually rewriting all of my music for the gig tonight. Not a problem. We know Not most of the songs, but yeah. there are a couple here and there that it's nice to have a chart for. So All right. <laughs> I should let you get to that. And we're going to hear you play. Yeah. Song. Yeah, oh, that's, that's exciting. I'm very excited. Thank you so much. Do that. We'll go in the other room and get reset up for that. Yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you. And good luck. Thanks. <laughs> This is the, the Going Away Blues, and it's a Lottie Kimbrough tune.
singing this lonesome song I'm going away Won't be long And then you'll know You must have done me wrong My daddy got ways Like a big, big child His dog going ways They are driving me wild to tell when all my love's in vain 
I just want you to meet this uh, fabulous rhythm cushion I have with me all the time. This is uh, John Gill on the guitar. Dust Bowl Johnny. It's Kevin Dorn on the drums. The rhythm king. Low down Brian Olepka on that bass. He just twirled it around a couple times. Yeah. Casual, but very intentional. <laughs> so this is my team. We got one more tune for you. Is that cool? Yeah? All right, cool. Uh, so this last song we're going to do is called Mr. Freddy's Blues. And we actually do this song uh, for this special bar that we play in every Tuesday, the t every first Tuesday of the month, Freddy's Bar in Brooklyn. Mr. Freddy, I'll give you a run from your money, huh? Freddy? Okay. <laughs> yeah, ready, Freddy? One, two, three, four. 
Mr. Freddy. I see you. Yeah. Woo! Smoking. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. Super fun. Damn, was that awesome or what? Huh. Listening back to that uh, was great. And I was sitting there, you know, when it was happening, and uh, it... Uh, it didn't strike me as much because I was looking at the levels and making sure the machine's working and, you know, that kind of thing. But listening back, it's such a great vibe. Just made me want to dance. I'm sitting here with my head bobbing along. Fantastic. Thanks so much to Ida and her band. Uh, <laughs> Helen Reddy did uh, I Am Woman. I don't know why I thought I should have known that. I, I was not... Uh, I didn't assiduously follow the career of Helen Reddy. That was one of those songs in the 70s that I, I don't really think I registered. It was probably around on the radio. But in case anyone is wondering, and I frankly, I, d I, I don't even know really who Joan Osborne is, so I was just pulling stuff out of, um, out of the air there. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Uh, Freddy's Bar and Grill there in Brooklyn on 5th, a great place. Ida's there, as you heard, every first Tuesday of every month. Go to MissIdaBlue.com for her information. Go out and support her. Go support live music. When that band says, come to the front of the stage, come to the front of the stage, damn it. They mean it. They'll love you for it. And you'll love them. All right. That's it, I think. I uh, can't think of any big announcements. There's the website. You can go check it out. Um, my band, The Strip Miners, has a new album coming out. Go to thestripminers.com if you want to look at that. And asphaltkiss.com is a new website. It's secret. Shh. It's not, it's not completely secret because I just told you. But we have not uh, shown it to anyone before. The last couple days, www.asphaltkiss.com. Um, got stuff coming out there. The Strip Miners, a band I love. Haven't put out an album for a long time. Hope you enjoy it when it comes out. Not exactly sure sometime this year. All right, that's all. Hope you have a good day. Uh, nice Sunday or whatever day you're listening to this on. On whichever day you are listening to this. Is, is that more proper English? Oh, hell, who cares? All right, see y'all later. Woo! Unnatural lover.